Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you. Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Peter Mansfield, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism, and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Hallelujah. Well, what a blessing. Christ is risen. I said Christ is risen. Hallelujah. Lift your hands. Let us pray. Father, thanks a million for this blessed opportunity to be in your presence on Resurrection Sunday. Speak to us in a unique and special way. Assure us and strengthen us. Give us hope for tomorrow. Bless our time together with your presence and with your glory in the name of Jesus. We bless you. We thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you may be seated. What a blessing it is to be together on Resurrection Sunday. Like Pastor Pastor Spar said, White looks good on you. Yeah, and you make white look very nice. And it's a blessing. Amen. Today's Resurrection Sunday. It's usually Resurrection Sunday is like Christmas Day. So it's usually like a family day. So we try to have a very short service. And then we try to go home, have lunch, have time together with our families. Okay? So it's going to be short, it's going to be quick, but come along, amen. amen. Yeah, your brothers and sisters in Mars Grave also send their regards to you. They've given me a chance to come be with you. Yeah, you should thank Pastor Lungani. Today, I want to just talk shortly about the resurrection, okay? Um, you know, Jesus died for our sins. Do you get it? And he rose so that we can have life. He died so that our sins will be forgiven. And he rose so that you and I can continue to live. Amen. So, resurrection is about living. Amen. It's about bringing things back to life. Do you get it? In John eleven twenty five, 25, the Bible tells us that Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. This is the first scripture I ever learned in the Bible. First memory verse I ever learned in the Bible. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, Though he were dead, yet shall he live. Hallelujah. 
Amen. So here Jesus says that because of the resurrection, do you get, in explaining the resurrection, he said, I'm the resurrection and the life. Everybody should have immediately gotten what he meant. But he went on further to explain what he was saying by letting us know that if you believe in me, although you are dead, that resurrection effect on you will bring you back to life. If you are here, you are dying, may you be brought back to life. If you are here, your Christian life is dying, may it be brought back to life. If you are here, your marriage is dying, may it be brought back to life. If you are here, your business is dying, may it be brought back to life. If you are here, your academic life is dying, may it be brought back to life. Anything that is you are part of or is in you that is dying, may it receive life. Hallelujah. Because death brings an end to everything. Death neutralizes everything. No matter what you are doing, once death comes into it, it brings everything to a halt. It brings everything, even brings a gloom. Do you get it? It brings a gloom. I'm sure all of you are gloomy because of one news you have heard. Do you get it? Uh-huh. Because of that, you don't know whether you should be happy or you should be, you, you, you get it. We all don't. I mean, when we were coming to church on Friday, we, we had the news Friday morning. So you can imagine how we were feeling when we were in church. Do you get it? You heard it after. We tried to control the news side that you will hear it after. So that you don't have this, your today attitude for 24 hours later or 48 hours later after you have heard the news, you still look gloom. We didn't want you to have that look on Friday. So we try to contain it as much as we can. Do you get it? Because death brings everything to a halt. It neutralizes everything you are doing. Do you get it? You bought this. You see, like the rich man, he said he was going to take his television, this, that, that. But as soon as death comes in, everything comes to a stop. Do you get it? And Jesus said, things must not come to a stop because death has come in. Because of death. It's like, I have come, I have died, and I have risen so that your life doesn't come, whatever you are doing doesn't come to a halt because death comes in. Because I have the power to bring you back to life. Hallelujah. Do you see? Death also neutralizes everything. I mean, you can have all the money in the world. You can have the nicest marriage. As soon as death comes, it neutralizes it. Do you get it? Jesus said, your work and whatever you are doing should not be neutralized because of my presence. Throughout the Bible, Jesus has been referred to as the source of life. Throughout, let me show you some scriptures. John 1, 4. The Bible says, in him was life. And the life was the light of man. John 1. I'll show you about four or five scriptures. In him was life, John 1, 4. And the life was the light of man. John 10, 10. The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that ye may have life and have it in abundance. Once again, you see Jesus as the source of life. Is that not so? First John 5, 12, the Bible says, He that had the Son had life. He that had the Son had life. And he that had not the Son 
of God had not life. So when you have the Son of God, you have life. When you don't have the Son of God, you don't have life. John 3, 35, 30 says, The Father loved the Son and had given all things into his hands. He that believeth on the Son has everlasting life, and he that believeth not his Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abided with him. Hallelujah. Now, when Jesus says that he's come to restore life, what has he come to restore? Because to resurrect, one of the meanings of resurrect is to restore life. Do you get life? Something had life, then the life is taken away from it. When we say it has been resurrected, it means it's been brought back to life. Life has been restored to it. Okay, now John 10, 10, Jesus tells us that the devil is the one who comes to steal from us, to kill, and to destroy us. But he, Jesus, has come that we will have life in abundance, okay? That so the life, the life which has been stolen from us will be restored to us and restored to us in abundance. It means life will be, we, we will be resurrected. The life that went out will come back and even more. A careful look at life in the garden shows us in the Garden of Eden, before you think it's the garden in your backyard, in the Garden of Eden shows us what God intended, the life God intended for us to have. Genesis 1. The life that he, God, intended for you and I to have. So in Genesis 1, we see God creating the, the, the earth. And even creating mankind. Now, when you read Genesis 1, you see actually God building the things, if we can call it so. In the beginning, God made the heavens, he made earth, and so on. Then God creating mankind. So, you don't get an idea how life was in the Garden of Eden. But when you read Genesis 2, then the Bible starts to tell us how life was. Do you get it? How life was Genesis 2. Thus the Lord, thus the heavens and the earth were finished. And all the host of them, verse 2. And the seventh day God ended the work which he had made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had made, verse 3. All these things you know. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that he had that because in it he had rested from all his works, which he has created. This is where all Sabbath day, everything comes from, okay? These are the generations of heaven and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made the heavens and the earth. So even this one tells you that God used a day to make the heavens and the earth. <laughs> and the Lord planted of the field before, before it was in the earth, and every herb and so on, rain and so on. Verse, verse, verse 6. But there, but there went up in the mist, there went up a mist from the earth and watered the, the whole face of the ground. Verse 7. And the Lord God formed man. You see, in Genesis 1, he had already told us that God made man in his image. Wow, 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 wow. You, you remember that one? You were there, episode 13. 
Did you, were you not there? Episode 13, season one, episode 13, you didn't watch that part. Yeah, uh-huh. so let's go on. So now he's telling about life in the garden, how life, everyday life. He says, and the Lord formed man out of the beast of the and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. So now man has woken up early in the morning. Next verse. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden and put, and there he put man whom he had formed. So God built a house, a living place where man existed, where man's life was to be. That place was called Eden. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. And the tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. This was man's life. God gave him every pleasant thing. He put him in a place to reside, which is Eden. When God is building a house for you, it's not a four-room, four-room, just man, no, just only Adam and his wife, oh, just husband and wife. God was getting them somewhere to live in the whole world. He created a whole garden for them. Yeah. And when I talk about garden, because, because life has narrowed down now, when I talk about garden, you think of some very small place. But you will see as we go on that it's not the type of garden. Peter Marisbeck is even too small for that garden. You watch and see. You'll be there. You, you'll be there. I'm coming to get you. God, this is the life God wanted us to have. This is God's original plan for our lives. And he, he planted and in the garden. You, let's look at what is in there. So take this, this verse to be like, what is in God's, what is in man's fridge? Okay. Do you get it? You, oh, please. Man's fridge. You see? And he planted and the Lord grew every tree. Okay, that is pleasant for sight. That's his living room, things that are beautiful for him to There was a big mirror there. If, if I was God, by all means, I'll put a mirror. I mean, there must be a mirror. I mean, what, what, what is a room without a mirror? There must be a mirror. So he put decorations, beautiful. Many of you try to have things in your living room, in your houses, to make your house look nice. Is that not so? What are some of the things? You have some very beautiful dining table. Very nice. It's, 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 I mean, it's when you go, you say, wow. Yeah. Chandelier. Uh-huh. You have a chandelier. It's coming in the name of Jesus. What else? Give me examples. Give me examples. Things that you put in your house. Some people put flowers. I like flowers where I am. So I put flowers because it gives, and I don't mean artificial flowers. I mean real flowers because it's not only colorful. But it also gives life. The freshness, the smell, the freshness of it makes the place come alive. You try it and see. No, you just buy yourself a gift, 100 rands flowers for this. It will last for about five days. And see how your room, even you will be happy. Your husband is always arguing with you. He will stop arguing. It will calm him down. You, you watch and see. Yeah, that's why God put... Trees planted, these ones, he planted trees that is pleasant. So beautiful things. Sometimes we even put um, artwork, painting. Is that not so? God put all, this is the life God wants us to have. And this is what Jesus is restoring to us. 
through the resurrection of Jesus, he's restoring this to us. Then he says, and good for food. So when Adam opened his fridge, the food that was there, or he opened his cupboard, wherever you store the food, cupboard, fridge, freezer, there were things that were good for food. Pantry. Yeah. When he opened it, they were pleasant for food. When you open, you see, wow. I visited somebody not so long ago. I preached somewhere and then the pastor hosted me in his house. The fridge is a walk-in. They open it like you are entering a room. No, you don't understand. It's like you are going, like this is the, this is the fridge. Né? Here is glass. Was it glass or mirror? Glass. Yeah, glass like that. And I don't mean like from here to here. No, from like the wall to about here. Do you get it? No, so this side is fridge. Like the place that you open is the fridge. Then when you walk inside, fridge. Do you get, not freezer. No, you don't get water. It's not like when you walk in, you have come to freezer. So it's like a cold room. No, fridge before you come to freezer. Because freezer, what do you walk in there to see? So like you can see inside like you are, you are at um, spa or shop right or pick and pay. Not even woolies because the things that were there is not shop right type of things. Like woolies. Yeah. Walking fridge. Like when you go into the, you need something, you go into the fridge. He said, where, where, where is Jonah? He's in the fridge. It's not like he's dead and he's inside the mortuary. He's in the fridge. What is he looking for? He's going to take milk. Yeah, he's, uh, he's looking for something inside the fridge. Hey! I'm telling you. Like what you see in Champions League, they open, that's how it is. One person's house. So God said, this is what I put. And then he put also the tree of life. Okay, in there. And the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Also in the different trees. For different, it's not a small guy. No, you know, this is even the beginning, verse 10. And a river. We are, talk, we are still in the garden. No? We are in the, you are talking about swimming pool. He put a river, a river. No, 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 not extreme river and this river had four four different rivers yeah and the river went out of eden to water the garden we are still in eden no not out of eden a river in eden it went out to water the garden that god had made for only adam and eve only two people <laughs> and from thence it parted and became four heads so this is where it divides into Pison, I think Sihon, next verse. Pison, you see that where, that's where gold is. Okay, gold and all kinds of metals that we don't know. Onyx, billion, all these people, they are there. Next one. And it, the second one was Gihon. That's the, these are the names of the, and it goes all the way to Ethiopia. Next one. And the third one was Hidekel. Hidekel, Wow. That goes towards the east of Assyria. And the fourth one is the popular one. You and I know the river Euphrates. Yeah. 
just for one person to live there. Just for one person to live there. Next one. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. This was man's life. And he said, look, everything that is here, thou may freely eat of it. But the tree of the knowledge of good, this tree has been a problematic tree. Tree of the knowledge of thou shalt not eat. For therein, for in the day thou eatest it, thou shalt surely die. Revelations 21. Let me show you how Christ is restoring this beautiful life. This beautiful life. This life that God planned from the beginning. This was life. You see, Genesis 1 talks about how God made them. Made the things. Then Genesis 2 talks about how the, God was, made them live in it. Then Genesis 3 introduces the destroyer. The one who came to destroy the beautiful life that God had given us. That's the devil. That he came to spoil everything. So then Jesus had to come, die, and restore. <laughs> die, rise again, and restore what was there. He says, and I saw a new, this one has a lot of scriptures. Go and read it at home. It's, we're in 21 and 22. But even look at 22. You see, all the things that we saw, all the nice things we saw just now, they are in 20, 21. Then look at 22. Let me just confess. And he showed me a pure river of what of the water of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and the Lamb of God. Verse 2. And in the midst of the street of it, then either side of the river, there was the tree of life. You see the tree of life is back? Which bore all 12 manners of fruit, different types of fruits, they were all coming. And he yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Verse 3. And there shall come no more curse by the throne of the Lamb. Verse 4. And they shall see his face. And then it goes on. The same river that was there, it was back in the, in the garden. Where God was. Because in 20... In Revelation 20, that's when the world ends. Everything, judgment. That's where you see the scripture. Anyone whose name was not found in the book, the same was cast into the lake. And then hell and death were cast into it. Everything, everything will come to an end in Revelation 20. Then now God's life with Jesus had paid the price for it to be restored to us starts. Then it starts. So 21 tells us the things that are in heaven. Then 22 tells us the life that will live in heaven. Totally restored. Everything back to Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2. Before the devil entered, Jesus restored it to us. So a look at life in the garden of Eden tells us what God is restoring to us. Number one, God is restoring. God, by his resurrection, will restore peace to us. Peace. There was peace in the Garden of Eden. Peace. When Adam and Eve alone were there and the animals, sometimes it's easier to live with animals than to live with other people. I'm telling you. <laughs> it's easier to live with your dog 
Fido, 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 call Fido, Fido, Fido. I hear when white people have dogs, they give them human names. Yeah, they, it's a, if it's a white man's dog, you call the dog Irene, Rory, Bobby, Clinton. If it's a wild dog, they call the dog Thatcher. If a black man owns the dog, Shamelo Bale Katomai Katakayes. They call the dog Tiger, Spider, Whiskey. Rex, Jack. Danger. They call the dog danger. Hey, it's in yoga. <laughs> but I'm saying that when Adam was living with only Eve, there was peace in the garden. There's peace. God is restoring peace in your life. Every area of your life. Some of you, your marriages have never known peace before. It's like a roller coaster. Your lives don't know peace. You are happy today, tomorrow, then booyah. Some wives are even prone to fighting. I told you. Now we are in the Congolese arena. <laughs> so laugh when the jokes are there, okay? <laughs> You will miss a chance to laugh. <laughs> but some wives have, I mean, one wife said the husband doesn't argue with her anymore. So it's like, why doesn't he argue? Who is he arguing with? If he's not arguing with me, then he's arguing with somebody. So who is he arguing with? Some of you are not prone to like peace. I know a tribe which I don't want to mention. Yeah, it's an international tribe. Yeah. I mean, Orlando Pirates, Sea Robbers. Yeah. I mean, no, 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 no. Even when they are, look, the tribe I'm talking about, I, I'm sure you are thinking of something, but maybe that's not what I'm thinking about. Look, when they are proposing to you, do you see, like they want to propose to you, to say, oh, I love you, I love you, I love you. Huh. The strength of the proposal, you agree because you want to save your life. Yeah, you are now. Like you, you see, it's not me. Oh. They are forcing me. It's not. They are forcing me. <laughs> One day, I was invited to a, an engagement party, and I've never gone to one before. So when I came, I, they put me on the high table. It's also one of the things I usually don't like. I will explain to you. You see, like the whole program. They were speaking a certain language, an Eastern language, you know, an Oriental language from the East. You know, East, 
East is always good. When Jesus was born, wise men from the East came. Do you get it? So you don't know. So they were speaking an Eastern language, and this language, at that time, I was not conversant with the language. Okay? I was just learning. I had a dream about you. I was just learning. Now, as I was learning, not in the program this night, just, just <laughs> so separate um, information, please. <laughs> now, as I was sitting on the high table, so every, it has happened to me about two times. I went to a funeral, so they did the same to me. Put me on a high table and all, and I was sitting there, and then they were saying that I couldn't hear anything. Even when it was time for me to preach, I, I didn't know it was my time. Me. <laughs> so the person sitting next to me nagged me like that. Then I asked, Uban. <laughs> yeah, they said, oh. Then somebody who was sympathetic to me told me that it's time to Shumayela. Okay, I said, okay. As for Shumayela, there's not a problem. Let me. Let me shoom and let's go. But back to the other one. So I was sitting, that's why, just put me in some nice place so that I can know, because so that I can have some, a little help. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Do you see? Yes, like watching a movie with subtitles. Then you, if you don't even understand what they are saying, they are speaking Russian. You are speaking Russian. You can read the, the, the subtitle. Then you know what, 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 they, what they are saying. When they look at you and say, that should be dying. Then you know that it means that have a good day. <laughs> so, yeah. So, this guy who invited me, he brought a girl. And then he, he, they got to let the girl kneel down or something. Or he knelt down or something. Then he said he was proposing to the girl. Then she, what was the name of the girl? I forgot him. But he said, Pumeza. Pumeza. Diatandanam. So, we Diatandanam, something like that. Then, then the girl said, yes. The uh, where? We are about seven times. So at a point, I started to look at the girl in the eyes and I started to say, just say no. Just say no. Because, I, I, but the girl couldn't read my lips. Because it looked like the guy didn't like the yes answer. Because it's like, if she had said yes, I don't know, some men are also brave, eh? My wife will always see some of these things that they go and propose on Mount Everest in Mauritius and they record it. Then she will ask, why didn't you propose to me like that? I say, hey, I have to protect my image. I'm not that brave, eh? I, 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 I know I'm cool, but I'm not that brave, please. Hey. I take you all the way to Kilimanjaro and then you say no. How, how am I going to come down from there? I just push you down. <laughs> but I'm saying this to say that the strength and the force with which the guy was asking, do, do you love me? Do you love me? The girl could not say no. She had to say yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even me, I was tired, so I signaled the girl. So we can go home. Yeah. 
I'm saying that some people are not prone to, to peace. When it's peaceful, you need to bring something to bring a fight. But today, let that thing die in you. So that peace, the peace that Jesus is restoring will fill your life. Fill your life. Peace. And have peace in your home. Peace in your school. Peace at work. Everybody who's fighting you at work, may they be mellowed from today in the name of Jesus. Peace everywhere. Number, number two. In the Garden of Eden, man's life was meaningful. So the second thing that Jesus is restoring to us is a meaningful life. A meaningful life. A life that is worth living. And the Lord took the man and put him in the garden, verse 15 of Genesis 2, to dress it and to keep it. To do what? Dress it. And to keep, this was man's job in the garden. 19 says, and out of the ground, the Lord formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called them, every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to all the fowls of the air and to every beast of the field. But Adam, there was found not and help meet for him. Hallelujah. Adam's life in the garden was meaningful. He was working for God. He was doing something for God. One, he had a purpose for his life. Since man fell, since the introduction of the devil in Genesis chapter 3 verse 1, man has had to live for himself and to fend for ourselves. And many of the things we are doing now, if not all of them, are useless. They all come to an end when death occurs. Yeah, useless. So Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 1, 2, he says, vanity of vanity. All is vanity. He said, this is not only that it's useless, it's uselessness of uselessness. Yeah, so everything we are doing is useless, but we are doing the useless part of the uselessness. Uselessness of uselessness. All is uselessness. But in the garden, man was living for God and serving God's purpose. There was a purpose for man's life. That's why when you don't make time for church and for God's kind of thing, I mean, you are living an extremely useless life. Because even the things that you need to do to survive, let's say your job, your school, do you get it? The Bible refers to them as useless. So the only useful part of your life is the little that you spend for God. It's the little, the little time, the little effort, the little money that you spend on the things of God and for God. That's the only part. So it's like if your life is rated from zero to hundred, there's about just two percent that is useful. Which is the, you see, why do I say just 2%? You come to church on a Sunday, two hours on a Sunday, out of 154 hours that God has given to you in a week, you do the math and see what, what percentage it is. Two over one, somebody should do it for us. Two over 154. It's, it's, it's not even 2%. 1.5 something. 
2 over 50, if you don't know how to calculate, 2 divided by 52 times 100%. See what it will come to. 1 1.2, 1.3 something percent. What did you get? You are a math teacher. What did you get? One, let's round it. Let's give a bonus special. 1.3% of 100% of your life. Oh, Pastor, I also come on Tuesdays and please, once a while I come on Friday, add Friday, two hours on Tuesday, two hours on Friday, and two hours on Sunday. Six over 154 times 100%. Give me quickly, quickly. Math, math gurus, give it to me. Let it roll, let it roll. One, three point, oh, four percent. This is what we call an extremely serious Christian. Because if I did a survey from you, I said, how many of you come on Sunday? All those of you come on Sunday, stand up. The whole church might be up because also, you know, but today is Sunday. We are starting from today. Today is the first Sunday of the year. Okay, fresh start. So we all get 100% for Sunday. As soon as I bring in Tuesday, you see that the number will reduce. If I add Friday, it will reduce further. If I add Saturday, it will almost be zero. And that is the only useful part of your life. That's the only useful part of your life. That's the only useful part of our lives. Where the time we spend for God... The time you spend carrying your children, breastfeeding. I told you I preach in a church. They don't, they don't have any. You guys think I'm lying. Eh? How many of you were here when I told that story? Okay, I, I said that because a lot of you are not here. I preach in a church. When you are preaching, they are not interested in the word of You see, like the way I'm preaching, everybody is, nobody is moving anywhere. Even babies are seated down. Nobody is going anywhere. Everybody wants to hear the word of God. In that church, they are not interested in the word of God. Everybody will be doing something. And I said, some people can even engage themselves, make themselves so busy that it's like a child is passing. Then they, they, it's not their child. Though. Then they will catch the child. Then they will start breastfeeding the child. You, like magic. How do I know? I mean, I ask somebody, is that baby your baby? No. So why are you? <laughs> yeah. This is the reason why when I go to place, I take people along. When I come and I tell their stories, even my wife doesn't believe their stories. Recently, I think I was somewhere, something happened with my children. I, I, the whole house was there. A dog is in the house, so he's standing on the dining table. A dog. He has climbed on the dining table. The whole house, he can stand anywhere. He's standing on the dining table. I told my children, this thing, if I go home and I tell your mother, she won't believe it. Do you get it? So take a video. Yeah, take a video so that when we go home, you show it to her. Because when I tell her, you know, when I'm going to sleep, I try to be romantic. So I'll be telling my wife stories. She won't believe it. Yeah. She won't believe it. A dog, it's standing on the dining table. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I've forgotten what I was saying. What was I saying? So this is the meaning. Come again. 
You are interested in the word of God. Yeah, that part, you see, our, our, our time that we spend on God, that's it. Not even the time you spend looking after your children, looking after this, this is even the, the things that you need to do. Not that you shouldn't do them. If you don't look after your children, who should look after your children? You will help your child to do her, her homework. I should help her to do the homework. No, never. I have my children to help to do their homework. Yeah. Do you get it? So all these things, we need to do them. We must do them. But the Bible calls them vanity, which means uselessness. It's like uselessness that we have to do. At the end of the day, we have to do it. It's not like we, we, we can say, okay, because it says it's useless, we won't do that. We have to do them. So imagine you have this one. So you cannot spend 100% even on God, no matter how much you try. So the little that you can spend of God on God, which will give meaning to your life, that one also, you start to play games with it. You start to play games with it. It's hard. But when Jesus comes and we get to heaven, all we will do, 100% of our time, will be on Jesus. On Jesus. In the Garden of Eden, all man did was for, for God. We will get an, a, an opportunity to live just for God. To live just for Jesus every day. Bible says, and they followed the Lamb wherever he went. So when we get to heaven, we'll just be following Jesus wherever he goes. Wherever, that should give you an idea that heaven must be very big. Yeah. Because for... 144,000, because he uses that 144,000 as an example. For 144,000 to be following one human being, wherever he's going, hey, it's not a small place. It's not a small place. Following him, worshipping him, worship the 24 elders, they'll be casting their crowns down, and they'll be bowing and just worshipping God. That will be all we'll be doing. Our lives will take meaning. So as we have an opportunity on this earth, let us make our lives meaningful to God. Yeah. Meaningful to God. Meaningful to God. Don't become somebody don't have time for God. You don't have time for God how? I mean, how much? 154 hours. You have not even calculated it. 154 hours. And, you, and an average person sleeps 33% of that. So 33% of 154 is 51 Point three. 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 Yeah. So 51 hours, you, that's if you sleep normally. Those of you who sleep extra. Like those of you that when you go to McDonald's, they, add you, they ask you medium or large, then you order large. You are the ones I'm talking about. <laughs> you sleep 12 hours. That's 50%. Tyra, see me after church. Yeah. Yeah, 50% of your life. Even if you don't sleep much, 30%, 33% of your life, you will be asleep. So if you live for 100 years, you'll be asleep for 33 years. Blunt. Charlie, this is minus when you are sick and all, because the days that you are sick, that you sleep extra. No, it's not part of it. Snow White slept only seven years, you are complaining. You are sleeping 33 years. 
Ah, yeah, sleeping beauty, rather, yeah. Number three, now I, I'm going to four and then we close. And I'm intending to close right on time. Number three. In the Garden of Eden, God ensured that man was not alone. God ensured that man was not alone. So one of the things God is going to cure is loneliness. Loneliness. Genesis 2.18, and the Lord said, it is not good for man, for the man, that the man should be alone. I'll make him a helpmate. So I said, no, 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 no. Man is too lonely. Every animal has a friend. Man is alone. I'll make him somebody to be with him. Bible says, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on man. And he took his rib and made him a woman. And he went, and when, and when the man arose from his sleep, he said, this is woman. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of, she's bone of my bone. Yeah, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Then the Bible says, for this cause. A man shall leave his, leave his mother and father and cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. This is the reason. May you one day leave your father and mother and cleave unto your wife. Yeah. Yeah. To cure. Man, God's cure to loneliness was to create a woman for a man. Amen. Yeah. Now, in Revelations, let's look at it in Revelations. Revelations 2, 21, verse 3. And I heard a great voice out of the heaven, out of heaven. Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. When we go to heaven, God will be with us. It's not this type of we are praying and believing that God is here. Is he here? Am I alone? Am I with her? No, God will be. Just as God was coming to Adam in the cool of the day, every time he will come and Adam will talk to God. That's how it will be. That's how, because of the resurrection work of Jesus Christ. Restoring us back to what we were. Yeah, with God. That that's God, that's you. See God, he said, Charlie, how? <laughs> Too slow. We took forever. Yeah, she, I, but this time she was going to get it, but she was too slow. Yeah, like God. What's up, God? Yeah, and then let's talk. Yeah, yeah. God. Yeah, yesterday. Ah, yes, God. The other day, hey, that thing we saw. The river is very nice, eh? Hey, the water is so clear. You can see through. It's like a mirror. Wow. Oh, and then God said, yeah, I made it many years ago. Oh, before you were born. I made, I saw, I saw that this place was empty. And I wanted to make something. Then I just thought, water or plant? Water or plant? Then I decided to put water there. Oh, wow. It's very, you have these conversations with God. What a beautiful thing it will be. What a beautiful thing yeah. And number four, number four, a restoration of life. Yeah. A restoration of life. In the Garden of Eden, there was life. There was life. 
Genesis 2, 16. And the Lord commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day thou eatest, thou shalt surely die. Until this event, this commandment was broken, man was not supposed to die. Man was going to live forever in the garden, Adam and Eve. You can imagine their children, everything, we would have all been living in the garden of Eden by now. In splendor and pleasure. Genesis 3, 22. It says, and the Lord said, this is after they had sinned and death had come through the devil. And the Lord said, behold, man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand and take also the tree of life and eat and live forever. God said, look, this, this guy, now he has become like one of us. So, to make sure that this man, and now he's become one of us, but unfortunately now he has evil. He has the seed of the devil in him. So, so that he doesn't go and take the tree of life and eat also. Do you get it? So that he and the evil will live forever. Let's chase him out. You see, like, when, 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 when a dog bites its owner, it has to be put down. Because the last person a dog bites is his owner. Do you get it? A dog, you are supposed to bite thieves. Do you get it? Thieves. That's your first responsibility, bite thieves. That's the main reason why we bring you to bite thieves. Once a while, some neighbors have stubborn children. Bite them also. <laughs> yeah, once a while, bite the neighbor's children. Do you get it? I mean, especially the naughty one. Do you get it? Just so that they know that, look, be careful. Do, do you get it? But don't let your dog bite your neighbor's child. Ne? I'm just talking about, you see, that totally like neighbor. You don't know whether he's a thief. He just doesn't steal in the area. But, but once a while things get missing. You can't tell. There's no evidence. Do you get it? So once a while uh-huh. but when you bite your owner it means from that point the dog has no restraint. Because every dog knows his owner. He knows his owner because the owner that feeds it and everything. So if it starts to bite the one that feeds it, means it can bite anybody. From the president to anybody, your child is walking there to bite you. So it has to be put down. Yeah, you take it back to the dog, dog Kosatu, and they put it down. Yeah. Do you get it? So, Man had become like that. Man had tasted evil. You see, like, even lions, when they have um, cows, they give them milk. Those, the ones we go and pay money to watch, they give them milk. Do you see? So they'll be sucking milk, 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 milk. Until. So usually, let's say, when you come there, that's why you are, they allow you to go into the, it's called a pen or whatever with them. Because they don't know that blood is nicer 
than milk. So they, all they know is milk. Maybe if you take out your breast to feed them, then... But to bite you, no. Because they don't know. Until the day they get to taste meat for the first time, then they say, hey. Their eyes become open because when Adam and Eve ate the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the Bible says, and their eyes were open. Immediately the dog's eye opened. I've seen that thing before. I mean, my first son, we, made, we did our best not to introduce him to sweets. For a long time, as he was growing up, he didn't know sweets until we went to church one day. And then one of these aunties in the church who always believe that they know better than everybody in the world. You, you know you always have some of them around. They feel that, that when they listen to how Bishop preaches, he's too strong. His children are suffering. They have to come and deliver his children. Yeah. Like, let's go for a vote. My children will never choose you over me. You like, let's go for a vote. So, uh, we have to come and deliver Bishop's children from him because he must be very wicked. Wicked man. Very wicked man. Reaping where he has not sown. Gathering where he has not strawed. So one of these aunties saw my child sitting there and felt that my child looks depressed, looks sad, looks malnourished, looks um, ill-treated. Then came to put sweet. Yeah, sugar level is down. He looks anemic. <laughs> sugar deficiency is what? Hypoglycemia. Yeah, hypoglycemia. Thank you for people who went to school. <laughs> Hypoglycemia. So he, she came to put sweet in my child's mouth. I remember that thing so much like yesterday. When he tasted it, it went to, you know children when they don't know something you are putting, they have a thing. And that my child is like that. He eats with his eyes. He's like his father. So then the thing went into his mouth. When he, it, he swallowed the first one, his eyes opened like that. Where has all this been? All my life I've had to fight. I've struggled. My parents are wicked. God bless you, auntie. For two years of my life, I've been deprived. Four months of struggle. And a child's 24 months is like Nelson Mandela's 27 years. All his life. All my life I had to fight. <laughs> the eye open life. From that time, sweet after sweet, sweet, sweet after sweet. Yeah, till today. Yeah. So it was like that. So man's eye was open. And now the new evil. So God said, so that the evil doesn't continue to live forever. Let us take them away. Next, the next verse of Genesis 3. Let us take them. Please, where we were reading before. Is that it? And God said, behold, man has become one of us. Next verse. 
let they go for the tree of life and they live forever. Therefore, the Lord sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So God took him out of the garden of Eden and took him to another place around Algeria, that side. Go and farm that side. Morocco, Algeria, Ethiopia, somewhere, somewhere there in the desert, in the Arabic desert. Libya, ne? Yeah, Libya. Go and farm there and struggle there. Yeah. Chad, okay. Took him to Injamina. Go, go to Injamina and go and work there. Injamina is the capital of Chad. Yeah. So he drove them out and he placed at the east of Eden. Ah, so that's why I'm sure they went to the east. Yeah, I'm right. Yeah, around India, that side. Anyway. Or Middle East, Asia, that side. Okay. It's cherubims, Afghanistan, I'm sure. Now, now we know the right place. Afghanistan, yes. Cherubims. And, and, and a flaming sword which would turn every, every way. So you can't enter from anywhere. God immediately, God started a security company to make sure that this man who had eaten of the knowledge of good at that tree with the evil inside of him, the seed of the devil, inside of him, he doesn't come back, whichever way, to keep the way to the tree of life. To make sure that they don't come back to the tree of life. Verse 25, with verse 25. Let's finish. It says, to prevent them from having the tree of life. So that he will die. Because if he comes to eat that tree of life, he will live. And the evil will live forever. That's why we have to die. So that the evil in us will go away. So what we can be restored. Now back to Revelations. Revelations 22. Back to Revelations. And I heard a great voice out of the heavens saying, Behold, the tabernacle of the Lord is with man. And they shall be with him. Verse 2. Are you sure we are at the right place? No, you've gone forward. You've gone forward. I think you've skipped it. Verse 2. And, I sh- and he showed me a pure river. Okay? And he showed me a pure river of water of life. Crystal, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb in the midst of the street of it. And on the either side of the river, which was what? On the other side of the river was what? The tree of life. So he put it where he's bringing us. Where he's taking us. He put it on either side. Every side of the river. So if you're on this side of the river, you have the tree of life. If you're on that side of the river, you have the tree of life. So in Genesis, because of man's sin, God was keeping man away from the tree of life. But in Revelation, because of Jesus dying and rising again, God was bringing man to the tree of life. That come to the tree of life. Yeah, it says even there, the leaves of the tree, it was the healing of the nations. So if you think that South Africa is sick, you just take one of the leaves of the tree, not even the fruit or the leaves of the tree. It says South Africa, chew it, chew it, chew it. Then South Africa becomes well. America is sick, you give them some. Are you, we will all just be eating salad from this tree and we will just be finding healing, 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 healing. Brought us to the tree of life. 
so that we will live. I will live forever. We will live with the evil out of us that we will live forever. That we will live. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. When the, everything is restored, to, I want to live in a city where in that city everything is restored to normal. Normal. And that's God's city. That's what we call the new Jerusalem. The new Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Look forward to it also. That's what gives meaning to the life that we are living now. Because if the life we are living now ends in the grave, then it's not worth living. Then it's not worth living. No matter even what kind of life you live, whether you live for Christ or you live for yourself or you live for the devil or you live for, then it's not worth living. Because as soon as you die, and die you shall, it comes to an end. Because the Bible says, it's appointed unto man wants to die. The only people who won't die will be the people who will be around when Jesus comes. That's all. So if Jesus is coming tomorrow and we don't die tonight, then we will just be alive here and we'll come out of this flesh and go to heaven. But whichever way, you have to come out of this flesh that has tasted evil so that your spirit, which is holy, will enter into Jerusalem. That's where we'll be living, brothers and sisters, moving together, happy, all of us together. No evil. You will not be working with anybody and it's having an evil talk. Hey, this pastor is very bad. It's my time. My, my time is up. Hey, this pastor is very bad, you know. Oh, this girl, she's very wicked, eh? Oh, this brother is very, very, very some way, eh? Oh, the Zulus are some way, eh? The crosses are worse, eh? The Congolese are colorful, eh? No, no, no. There'll be nothing like that. There'll be nothing like that. And in that place, you see, you would think that in that place, in that place, um, I don't know how to put it. You would think that in that place, we will be the same. When I say the same, like there will not be Zimbabwe, South Africa, Botswana. No. Bible says that there will be people out of every nation. Every tongue. Every tribe. Every people. There'll be four kinds of, four kinds of, like, variety or demarcation in a certain sense. Like, every nation. So, you'll find Americans there. You'll find um, Chinese there. You'll find Indians, Africans, Afghans there. Do you see? Then, every what? Every, every, every tongue. Which is, people who were speaking different languages. These are our friends who speak you will find them there. You will find these Russians who speak you will find them there. You will find South Africans there. You will find every tongue, like every language. Yeah. The crosses will be there. My God. They will be there. Yeah. You will hear Kunjalu. Yes, Kunjalu. It will all be there. Yeah. Every time. Then every people, which means every race, every kind of people, they will also be there. You see white people there. Black people will be there. Indians will be there. Khalets will be there. 
type of color. Every type of people. Yeah. Don't look down on any type of people. You, they'll be your neighbors in heaven. Yeah. Don't look down on any type of people. They'll be your neighbors in heaven. And as for me, I hate white people. You may be surprised that the boulevard you'll be living in heaven, all your neighbors will be white. As for me, I don't like colored people at all. Because when I say that they have removed their front teeth like that, it's you, you they'll be your neighbors without front teeth. You'll be surprised. Straight from Mitchell's plane, Cape Town. You better get used to the front open door policy. Be better, better get used to it. Because they'll be your neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. As for me, hmm, I don't know foreigners. They are taking our jobs. They are even letting it rain. And they are letting a flood come into South Africa. All the roads are being washed out. Look, you'll be surprised. Me and you will be living... We'll be sharing a wall. We'll be sharing a wall. Yeah. You'll be my next door neighbor. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be 15. You'll be 16. Yeah. 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 Every type of person will be there. Yeah. Yeah. And every tribe. Tribes that you don't even know about. You know, as, as Prophet was preaching on Friday, he was mentioning some of the places that he was at. I don't know all these places. Meanwhile, I'm from Ghana. I don't know these places. He, said, he says, even the, you can be in the same place, they speak different languages. Like the same, like Marisbeck. They speak about four languages, and these people don't speak these people's language. These people don't speak, and they are all in the. That's why I said the crusade. You have to do one here. You can't come and do one in the center and bring everybody. It won't work because what language are you going to translate? It's a different system. So you go to these people, you do a, a crusade for them. Then you go just the next street and you do a crusade for these people. Then you go here. Then you do. The, that's the only way it can work. I remember we were in Guinea. We had a crusade in one of the places. One prophet said, for God so loved the world that he has to go and rest. Then somebody will translate one, another person will translate two, another person will translate three, another person will translate four before he gets a chance. So I, I used to think, well, how would he even remember what he was saying? <laughs> because by the time it goes, 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 even me that I'm listening, I've forgotten what he was saying. Hey! But that's how heaven will be. It will be such a beautiful place. So pastor, how will we enjoy heaven? Fortunately, heaven, any language they speak, we all understand. All of us will understand. <laughs> I said, all of us. You can't be moving and then they'll say something. They say, hey, what did they say? No, 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 no. Even when they blink their eyes, we all understand what it means. Yeah. You know, you know I was just telling a group of people that I don't send WhatsApp messages with emojis. Because I don't understand the emoji. I don't know how many of you are like me. I'm the only one. Okay, no problem. I'm, I mean, it's not a popularity contest. 
Because some, some of them, what you think they are saying, that's not what they are saying. That, that's the first problem with the emojis. The second thing, the person you are sending it to, that what you think he will understand it as, it's not what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So suddenly the girl says that you have broken her heart. And you don't know anything about it. Because you sent a face and one eye is like this. I think I have only one emoji that I, I, I use. The one that somebody is laughing at somebody. With the one eye like that's the if, if you like, go and check. Even the one with the tears, I don't use it. Now you've given me one more. So that one is obvious. When somebody is crying. Uh, there's one for laughter and cry. Uh, you, 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 why? you see where the problem is. That's why I don't use it. Because I don't want to send you a message and then I'm telling you, go and sleep. Then the message tells you, wake up. No confusion. So I type, go to bed. It's real. I mean, I can be in my house and I'll send my children, oh, this one. I'll send my children a WhatsApp message, go to bed. In my house. I'll be there, I'll send a message, sleep. Now. Do you know, do you know? Because go to bed, they've gone to their room, but I don't hear sleeping. You know, sleeping has a sound. Or the absence of the sound thereof. I don't hear it. No, because I can hear in my room. I still hear movement, non-sleeping. Do you get it? Uh-huh. So I sent a WhatsApp. I don't want to get up from my bed and go there. So I sent a WhatsApp message. I don't hear sleeping. Then suddenly to go. Then you see, you start to hear. <laughs> so I don't want any confusion. I sent an emoji. The person is there, it mean, then it means something. Else. No, no, no. In heaven, every emoji we all understand. Yeah. We all understand. We all understand. We all understand. We all understand each other. Heaven will be such a beautiful place. And that's where God is restoring us to. And He's taking us to that place. I look forward to that. I look forward to it. May you also look forward to it. Stand to your feet. Let's bring this beautiful service to a close. Lift your hands and say, Lord, in the restoration, may I not be left behind. As you restore all things, as you resurrect all things, resurrection and the life and the life leave me not behind oh God in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus let me enjoy the peace let me enjoy a meaningful life that will be served a meaningful life a life that will be lived for you in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus cure loneliness your cure for loneliness. Let me get to enjoy it. Let my life not end when it ends here. Let it on and let me enjoy everlasting life, eternal life in the name of Jesus. We bless you. We thank you in Jesus' name. And 
everybody said amen. You are here this morning, you want to say, Pastor, this eternal life that you are talking about, I want to experience it. I want to be part of it. I want to enjoy it. Pastor, please pray with me to welcome Jesus, the giver of life, into my heart. For the word of God says that he that does not have the Son of God does not have life. But he that has the Son has life. Today, I want to have the Son of God that I may have life. You are here like that. Every eye closed. Every head bowed. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to welcome Jesus into my heart. You are here like that. Please lift up your right hand with me. I will pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. Pray with me. I want to enjoy this life. Lift up your right hand. I want to pray with you. Lift your hand high above your head. I want to pray with you. Pastor, please pray with me. Pray with me to welcome Jesus into my heart. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. If your hand is up, come to me. I'll pray with you. Lift it up your hand. Come to me. I'll pray with you. You can see me calling you. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. is your prayer. Okay. I'm helping you to pray. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for dying to save me. Father, thank you for these ones, these precious souls who have come to dedicate their lives to you and to welcome you into their hearts. Let today mark the beginning of a new life with you in the name of Jesus. Let them see your grace and your mercy working in their lives. Wash them with your blood and fill them with your spirit that they may live this new life for you. In the name of Jesus. We thank you and bless you. In Jesus mighty name. And everybody said amen. amen. Wonderful my brothers and sisters. That, that pastor over there. He wants to give you something quickly. And then you will come back to your seat. Can you do that with me? Can you? Can you? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Are you excited you came to church this morning? Wow, you may be seated in the presence of God. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information... 
Contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.